to In Conversation With, a podcast on the Lancet Neurology. It's January 2023, and I'm Sarah Passy, a senior editor at the journal. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Professor Elisif Mathiasen, who works in the Department of Clinical Medicine at the University of Tromso, the Arctic University of Norway. In our latest issue, Professor Mathiasen and her team report findings of the TWIST trial, which investigated the use of connect plays for patients with wake-up stroke who were selected for treatment by non-contrast CT. Professor Mathiasen, Happy New Year and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be able to talk to you on this podcast. Thank you. So our first question, your trial was done in patients with wake-up stroke. For our listeners who might not be expert in this area, please can you explain what wake-up stroke is and why this population is so important for clinical research? Well, a wake-up stroke is a stroke which occurs during sleep, meaning that the person who has this has no symptoms when she or he goes to sleep, but that the symptoms are there when the patient wakes up. And it's important because it occurs in about 20% of all acute strokes. And we know that uh, for patients with ischemic stroke, uh, they can effectively be treated with thrombolysis, but time is essential. The treatment must be given early enough. And as uh, the time of onset is unknown in wake-up stroke patients, these patients have until recently had very few treatment options. So it was therefore important to do research that could improve treatment options for this fairly large group of stroke patients. So in previous trials, patients have been selected for treatment using technically advanced imaging methods such as CT perfusion or diffusion-weighted magnetic resonance imaging, whereas in your trial you used non-contrast CT. Please can you explain the rationale behind this decision? Yes, yes, it's correct. As you mentioned, that previous studies have used either MRI criteria or CT or MRI perfusion. Uh, wake up, uh, the wake-up trial, which was uh, the largest trial on wake-up stroke before twist, used DVI flare mismatch uh, criteria. However, there are studies that have shown that these criteria can be absent in quite a large proportion of patients with known stroke duration less than 3.5 hours. So this may indicate that selection of patients based on these criteria could exclude patients who might benefit from thrombolysis, might could exclude them from treatment. And also, there it's, uh, it's an important issue is that there is a limited availability of MRI or perfusion imaging in many hospitals in the emergency setting. And this may also prevent the patients from receiving treatment. Uh, on the other hand, CT is available all, almost everywhere or in all hospitals uh, who treat stroke patients, at least in the Western world. So um, this is a maybe, maybe an attractive and fast alternative uh, for selection of patients with wake-up stroke to treatment. So in your trial, you chose to use tenecteplase for thrombolysis rather than the approved agent alteplase. Could you explain a little bit more about this choice, please? Yes, uh, tenecteplase is uh, genetically engineered to have pharmacological advantages over alteplase. It has uh, higher fibrin specificity, it has a longer half-life than alteplase, 
and therefore a simpler administration as it can be given as a single bolus dose. And uh, there are recent trials that have shown that the most commonly used dose of tenecteclase, uh, 0.25 milligrams per kilo, is non-inferior to alteplase in patients with known onset of stroke. So uh, uh, we thought that this could be an attractive alternative for patients with weak stroke too. Please can you expand on the key findings of your trial and explain the clinical implications? Yes, we, we found no difference between the treatment groups for the primary outcome, which was functional outcome across the full range of the modified Rankin scale at 90 days. Um, the proportion who attained a modified Rankin score of 0 to 1, which is equivalent to no or minor symptoms, was higher in the tenecteclase group than in the control group. And this effectiveness estimate for this pre-specified secondary endpoint was higher than for the primary outcome. And this endpoint is clinically important and is often used as a primary endpoint in stroke trials. Another important finding in my view is that the risk of death and symptomatic and intracerebral hemorrhage did not differ between the tenecteclase and the control group and was similar to the results of previous trials which used uh, advanced imaging for selection of patients. Uh, our, a weakness of our, of our study is that due to the COVID pandemic, we did not reach our target goal of 600 included patients. And another weakness is that the treatment groups turned out to be unbalanced with regards to the proportion who received trobectomy, with a higher proportion who received trobectomy in the control group than in the technical place group. And this may also influence the results. Furthermore, we have some stroke mimics and some crossovers, meaning that there were patients allocated to control who actually were treated with thrombolysis and also crossover patients from the tenecteclase group who did not receive thrombolysis. Uh, we saw that in the predefined sensitivity analysis where crossovers were excluded, the odds ratio for an excellent outcome was 1.40 and of borderline significance. Uh, but to conclude, the results of our study do not support treatment with tenecteclase in wake-up stroke patients selected by non-contrast non CT. So based on all the available evidence that we have today, thrombolysis is an option only in patients with wake-up stroke who fulfill certain criteria on MRI or perfusion imaging. So Finally, what are the next steps in this area of research? I still think that screening of patients with acute wake-up stroke by non-contrast CT could expand treatment options, and that this could be important, particularly in countries and regions where imaging capabilities are scarce. So ideally, I would like to repeat this study, although with some alterations in study design. But in countries where advanced imaging is available, I think the most important thing now would be to work for improved access to these method methods in the acute setting for patients with acute stroke. So, Elsie, thank you so much for joining me today to discuss the findings of the TWIST trial. Professor Matheson's research is available online now at thelancet.com and it is published in the February issue of The Lancet Neurology. Thank you for listening to this episode of In Conversation With. Remember, you can subscribe to In Conversation with Lancet Neurology wherever you usually get your podcasts.